This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Burke. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. We have a little bit of a different program today because Many people have told us or given us an idea and they thought it would be a great idea that we, Al and I, would share our lives with you and uh, getting to know us a little bit more and a little bit more intimately, uh, uh, you know, our families, how we got saved and whatever like that. So we're going to start just maybe so you could become a little more uh, acquainted with us rather than just listening to us every week without without knowing, you know, where we came from. And I, and I think maybe uh, it is the time to just take a show and just to kind of, um, sure. you know, explain some of that. Because we are, we are just two, as you know by now, two very normal people, everyday people, just doing what God has called us to do. And uh, sometimes we have the wrong impression that um, we have to have some special this or that or know certain people or have a certain amount of money to accomplish the will God has for us. But really, he has a plan for every single one of us. And uh, you don't have to be, you know, it, the scripture says not many wise, not mm-hmm. many noble, you know, right. and God chooses those, you know. So anyway, we're going to talk. I'm going to start a little bit first about my life. And I was born and I'm going to give my age away because what? I simply, I just do not care. It never bothered me. So uh, I was born in, on April 8th, 1955 in Brooklyn, New York. At, in fact, I was born at the Brooklyn Jewish Hospital in New York. I was the oldest of three, and I was born right away, Al, 11 months after my parents got married. And I think, you know, that was the generation where that's what they did. That's I was born did. in an Italian family. I don't know if it's just Italian or it was just that time. Both, when people but more just, that time. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so born into an Italian Catholic family, they... They loved God with all their hearts. They went to church every week. They were Catholics. From what I could remember, really, I had a good childhood. I really did. I had a great childhood. We lived in a three-story apartment uh, in uh, Park Slope section of Brooklyn. And uh, I remember a family of nine lived on the first floor and, you know, seven kids, that was quite a thing. And then we lived in the middle, and then my aunt and uncle with five kids, so my cousins, lived on the top, uh, in the top apartment. So we were full of kids, and and uh, it was just, it was just a fun time for us. Uh, we always had somebody to play with, let me put it that yeah, way. Yeah, that's good. It was really cool. We used to skate outside, we used to play in the snow together. We did, we did so many things. I remember, you know, the old-fashioned carriages, when my sister was born or my brother was born and we would go all the way up to the corner. And do you know what they did back then, Al? When we would go, it was called, um, I think it was called Key Food. It was like a Publix or a grocery store. We went to the corner. We went on uh, between 4th and 5th Avenue. So we're on 5th Avenue. And we, we put the carriage outside the store with 20 other carriages all with babies in them. Outside. All with babies in them while the moms were in the store shopping. Well, that makes Can sense. Can you imagine? 
It doesn't make sense to me today. Not today. I mean, you don't even let go of your kid today because of all the, the violence out there. But I remember I was outside because, I don't know, I had to feed the baby, so I had to stay outside with, with my brother. And all the other babies, I would go around and talk to them. And, you know, I mean, it was the strangest thing thinking now how times have changed with that, you know. I remember we used to go... Fourth Avenue, we used to have this guy come, his name was Jumbo, and he had this big cart, big truck cart of uh, fresh vegetables and fruit. And we used to go down there and we used to get a whole bunch of fresh stuff. And, and you know, these are the things that came to my mind. We used to have, they used to come down the street out with, um, with, uh, I don't want to call it a seesaw, but the King Kong ride mm-hmm. on a truck, on the back of a truck. And you'd pay some money, you'd get in there and you'd, you know, the ride's here, the ride's here. And, you know, I was just thinking about all those memories and, and, uh, and the ice cream truck, which, you know, they still kind of have some of that today. Yeah, yeah. Now, I visited my parents just a couple of years ago. Now, you know, a couple of years ago, and I'm sitting outside with them, and here comes Mr. Softy down the road. The same truck, the same. That you was know, the same guy. It was, no, I guess he it was pretty been. old. I guess it could have been. It's so true. But anyway, so many memories. And I know that you guys have memories too, you know, and it was a safe time. It was a good time. And you know, when, when Al, Al, when you and I, when we go into like, um, um, antique stores or antique malls, where they, we used to do that a lot in North Carolina, so many things were there from my childhood and your childhood. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the toys, not only the toys, the Pyrex dishes, the coffee pots, the way, remember this, remember this. And I'm telling you, it would bring tears. Remember I used to say, Al, I got to get out of here. It's just bringing tears to my eyes. And I said, why is that? I, I am with the Lord, stronger than ever now. I know where I'm going when I when I leave this earth. My life is blessed. Everything looks good. Ministry's going well. <clears throat> Everything's awesome. Why am I crying? And you used to tell me it's because that was such a good time for you that you're crying like tears of joy, really, and almost a little bit missing it. Sure. But, uh, but anyway, I remember, <clears throat> I remember Christmas time because we lived on the middle floor or whatever. Remember that? Um, my father used to put out a speaker right outside my brother's bedroom, and he used to play all that Christmas music, and people walking up and down the street would hear it. I mean, I have so many good memories. And then I attended Catholic school for eight years because it was right around the corner. I, you know, I was such a shy personnel. I had, you know, even back then the enemy was trying to come on me and paralyze me with shyness. You, you know, know, the devil is in the spiritual realm and he sees in the spiritual realm, the anointing on you that you don't even know you have when you're five years old. Mm-hmm. And he sets out early on to destroy you. Wow. To stop you yeah. from fulfilling what God has for you. So uh, that's why some of these things that happened to you, uh, some of the things that happened to me over the years, what was that? What was that all about? <clears throat> that was the devil trying to prevent you from being who God wanted you to be. But you made it. <laughs> oh, Praise I God. did. God was faithful. And I, I went to eight years of Catholic school, and it was tough because the nuns were tough. And I remember they had to drag me up the stairs the very first day of first grade. There wasn't even kindergarten back then. You just went to first grade. And because I was so shy, I was paralyzed with being shy. And um, 
I remember, I remember in school it was rough and the nuns, you know, they'd hit you on the knuckles and everything. And I remember one time I was, I was caught chewing gum. I shouldn't have been chewing gum and what? I was caught chewing gum. And they sent me down to the principal's office. For and they chewing said, gum? Yep. And they made me put it on my nose. And while I had it on my nose, they said, now you call your mother right now and get her on the phone for me. So I dialed, but I was so nervous. I, I gave her the phone and she goes, Mrs. Chris Scully? She goes, sorry, wrong number. So they thought I did it on purpose. I was so nervous. Oh, no. <laughs> I was so nervous. That was a good one. I never would have thought no, of that. No, I one. didn't think of it. I was a good girl. So I did call my mom and, you know, and, and they got, they said, she did this, she did that. And then I took, I took the phone and I said, mom. And she goes, don't you worry about a thing. You just come home and relax. She did such a wonderful thing for me because, you know, I expected her to yell at me too, you know, and she just calmed me down and I didn't tell the teacher, the principal that at all. But, you know, holidays were great. We all got together, big Italian family, big fish dinner on Christmas Eve. I might be talking to some of you that done the same thing. And, and, but, you know, here's another thing, Al, my favorite gift till this day that I ever received on Christmas was when I was about eight years old and I wanted one and they got me one, a little Bible, a Bible in a little black case with a snap on it that I treasured more than anything I've ever treasured in my life. I don't know why. I don't think I ever read it. They didn't encourage us to read it in Catholic school. No, no. But again, that spiritual part of me was connected to something there. I don't know what it was, but I just loved it. Now, there's some people, they are just not spiritual. You give them a Bible all day long, they just don't care, but that was precious to you. It was, and I didn't even know why, but they did get it for me. We did go to church every Sunday. It was in Latin at first, turned into English. That was a big thing. Every Sunday we had a big dinner. But you know, Al, in my Christian walk, I was more, I had to say, I have to say, I was more afraid of God than relaxed with him. Because that's what they were, they were bringing me up that way without even realizing it. Because whenever I did anything wrong, I would be punished for it. And I just saw God that way. Because I think they kind of not knowingly instilled that in me. I'll never forget one time I did something wrong. You know, I went into the bathroom. This is funny. Don't even laugh at this. And I would take the tissue, the uh, toilet paper, and I would sit there and I would pray a Hail Mary on every square of toilet paper that I put my finger on, you know, and then I had rows and rows and rows because all I knew was the Hail Mary, you know, and I have to tell you that, you know, once I got born again, you know, I, I, I loved God when I was a child. We all did. We never missed a Sunday. We prayed just like I showed you. And I really believe that God honored all of that uh, to bring us where we are today. But um, we moved out to the island after a while because Brooklyn got so bad. Riots started happening and everything. And then I met Al when I was 20 or 19, I think. And then at 21, uh, we were married. And um, I was still just religious. I was as religious as you were. We both were. In fact, you weren't religious. even religious. You didn't religious even go to church. Yeah. You didn't even go to church. But, uh, you know, we began go going to Bible study together and got married, going to Bible study together. And then our first, uh, Kristen was born. And uh, Al, you read the scriptures constantly. 
Yeah. When well, when I'm we down. were when when she was born, I'll never forget. I was up there, you know. I was always taking care of the baby, and from when he came home from a hard day's work, you were in the scriptures till like eleven, twelve o'clock at night. Yeah, oh yeah, for years and years and years and years and years. We were just like turned on to it. It just like came to us, and it's like okay. And he went after it, and I was busy raising kids, but you went after it, and you know. <laughs> You were talking about how, you know, you wanted this Bible. You didn't even know what was in it. No, I wasn't taught. You didn't even know. You, you no. But it, there was an anointing there that was on you or a call from God or it, it got, God wanted you to say it that way. You know, and yeah. I, I remember in my own life, the things way, way back young, young, it's like I wanted the same things, but didn't know. Yeah. Didn't yeah. know anything. Didn't know how to get there. And you, you were questioning things. You were, you, he was a young kid. Questioning why are we here? Who thinks of that as a young kid? <laughs> no. Who thinks of that? <laughs> yeah, when I was <clears throat> when I was young, maybe 16, 18 years old, I'd watch the news and I would look at that and I'd say, these guys are lying. <laughs> Who does that at 16? <laughs> this so, is fake news. <laughs> <laughs> this is fake news. I was on to them back then. But the, the thing about me in my life was I wasn't raised any of that. That w there was like no religion. Um, my parents never went to church in my life. They did send us a little bit to a church. Yeah. They would drop drop us off at a church, a Presbyterian church, and come back an hour later. And thank God, because the Presbyterians, when that second hand ticked at one hour, we were out. And um, mm -hmm. they would pick us up right on time. And uh they never went to church, so it didn't mean anything to me. Right. Like, oh, it was right. just like, why are we doing this? You know, if your parents don't go, it's it's nothing. Kids you know? do and what you do, now what you say. Yeah, you know what I mean? But they were very good moral people, hardworking, mm -hmm. smart, did the right thing, for sure. That mm -hmm. whole generation pretty much was. That's cool. You know? But but when you, uh, you well, got born again. Well, I was searching for an answer. To life. And you found it. Why was I here? What happened? Yes, I found it. You found it after our first child was born. Uh, and, and I started noticing that I wanted what he had, but I really didn't know what it was. I mean, you know, we're going to church. By now, we moved to Florida, and now we're going to a Presbyterian church, which was fine. But uh, he, he, something happened to him. And I guess they called it born again. Okay. But I just didn't understand. Well, well, how do I get this thing? How do I get this thing? Meanwhile, I'm busy raising two kids now, you know. I wanted what he had, but I didn't know how to get it. And uh, I saw that he had this personal relationship with Jesus, and he prayed for me for four years that I would find Jesus the way he did. And I did. I was teaching exercise. We were on television. Well, we had our own studio. And I went to the studio. Al gave me a book and he said, go read this book. And I went and I read it. It's called Prison to Praise by Merle Crothers. And uh, I read the book. I, sh I, What I thought, I locked the door, which I really could swear I did. And I'm sitting on the stage reading the book. And then I asked Jesus, just show me how much you love me. And uh and I don't know why, I guess it was in a down part of my life. I really don't know. And the neighbor next door who owned an exercise outfit shop uh, walked past and I looked and I said, oh, good, I'm glad the door's locked. And he walks in. It, I thought I locked it and it was unlocked. And he walked in and he said, oh, Angie, hi. He said, did you, did you lose this? Al, it was a cross mm. with Jesus on it. One of the Catholic crosses. 
And I said, no, that's not mine, but I'll take it. And I grabbed it. And that day, Jesus showed me just how much he loved me. So I committed my life to him. And I would say at this point, if I died before I did that, I believe, I know my family's in heaven today, I believe we were all Christians, we all confessed Jesus, we all believed in our heart, he died and rose again, and that's that's what it takes to get yourself into heaven. But I wasn't living any kind of a, a personal relationship with Jesus. I missed that part until this day. You didn't know that day. was possible right. or available right. to you. All you knew was the religious things that you did. Exactly. And then months later, I was dry, and I went to you, and I said, Al, what's this new Christian life all about? I'm kind of dry. And he said, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's when I went into the room, and I asked the Lord for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I started speaking in tongues. Everything changed. I began writing journals of everything that God answered my prayer about, anything that happened, he answered. I had a testimony for it. I wrote it down. I've got those books today for my kids, and I could say he was faithful back then, and he is still faithful now. So what's the point of this? The point of this is I was born into a Christian family. I was. So they raised me in the Christian faith. I knew it. And they didn't, you know, nobody has everything right. They did believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they confessed him with their life all day long. They felt free to talk about God. God was in their daily vocabulary. Jesus was in their daily vocabulary. They respected and honored him. So I know that they were saved and born again. They were saved, but they were not born again of the Spirit. And that's a different thing, because when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you're now, you almost like come to life, and you're able to perceive and understand the kingdom of God here on earth. Okay, a lot of people don't go past a certain area, okay? But but I wanted it all. Al wanted it all. And uh, so let me read you in Romans 10, 89. It said, this is the word of faith that we preach, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So, you know, we were, they were never embarrassed of Jesus. I was never embarrassed of Jesus, you know, but we now, Al and I, we understand spiritual life because we allow the Holy Spirit to come and just baptize us with his presence and the empowerment that we have, you know, it was like an extra upon extra, you know, that, that we without, have now. Without that, you can't understand the scriptures. You no. will misunderstand them. Without you will the misunderstand the them. Ghost. You won't understand God's word. You won't understand the, the, the principles of giving and prosperity. You won't understand you have a right to be healed rather than begging God to be healed. So this is a level that every one of us should be on and, and, and get to and get that Holy Spirit, be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and make sure that you believe that Jesus died and rose again, and, and now you're saved. But uh, but you have to get to that, otherwise you won't be able to function victoriously in this life. And, you know, Al always talks about rewards. You always talk about mm -hmm. rewards. And you need to know all of this so that you can operate in all of this, so that your reward will be great when you go to heaven. Yeah, you know, your, your whole focus should be the rewards that we get after this. And most people are just trying to survive the day. Right. I'm talking Christian people who know God. Wow. They're just trying to live. 
instead of being focused on what is my future? Where am I going? Right. Um, wh where does this all take me? You know, you were talking about <clears throat> all of that, and I was thinking about how I, I wasn't raised in any of that. We were right. a bunch of heathens <laughs> right. running around. But wow. we really weren't. That whole generation was very moral. They were moral, yes, good people. Yes, they it really was. were. It was a good time. But you know, my grandfather, every time you went there, he was always reading the Bible. Wow. That's all I remember. Yeah. That he was yeah. always reading. And he didn't, he couldn't see that well. And he had this big glass bubble that he would run over the, and he would just, just oh, yeah. see it. Yeah. But here's the thing. The point of the whole thing is I was searching for an answer to life. Right. What? Why am I here? Why was I made? Where am I going? What's the point of all of this? And when I found Jesus Christ, I found the answer. But so did you. That's right. You had a religious kind of an upbringing, exactly and I didn't right. have any of that. That's but exactly without right. that, I need Jesus in my heart. Who Who is this person? Um, you're just not, you're not going to do life. And I look at people, I see so sorry for them. Their lives are such a wreck. Yes. Yeah, they need Jesus. They might even say, yeah, I believe God exists. But you you got to get that Holy Spirit power going in you to overcome the wilds of the evil one. Right. But religious people, those who are just <laughs> religious, they, they, they're not born again, but they're Christian. Or they say they are. Yeah. Well, that's true. But only God knows the heart. So you really can't judge. You really can't make a decision for other people. Okay. And sometimes we don't even know our own hearts. But I want Al to pray now because if you think that if you would like to make Jesus your Lord and Savior and commit your life to him and then be baptized in the Holy Spirit, even with the evidence of speaking in tongues, he's going to pray for you today for that because this is an opportunity. If you're not sure, chances are you're not saved. Okay, yeah. so let's give them an opportunity. Why don't you pray sure, absolutely. that they come to the Lord? If you don't know you're saved, you're not. <clears throat> because yeah. once you truly get saved and you're born again, you know you are. But here's the thing. If any of this touches your life or heart, or I don't know what you, how you came up, and, and it doesn't matter. My upbringing was totally different than, than all of this that she's talking about. But I was searching for an answer. And one day, somebody led me in a prayer of salvation. I don't even know what that was. A friend of mine was drug addict. And he said, I got saved, and it took me two weeks before I even knew I got saved. So here's the thing. It, it, the point of the story is, if any of this is you, and I don't know, and I don't care the way you came up or what happened to you, you can receive Christ right now, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of how sinful you are now or were. So if you want, I'm going to lead you in it's a simple prayer, a, a, a simple prayer to lead you to Christ. Um Thank you, Lord. And Father, maybe, yes. go ahead. They could repeat after you. Yeah, yeah, you can repeat after me. Father, I have not lived for you. I have not. I have lived for myself. I have lived for myself. I don't want this life anymore. I don't want this life anymore. I want you. I want you. Lord God. Lord God. I receive you now. I receive you now. I repent of all my sin. I repent of all my sin. All that I did, I repent of it. All that I did, I repent of it. I receive Jesus Christ now of my own free will. Of my own free will. As my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. From this day forth. 
from this day forth. I'm yours. I'm yours. I belong to you. I belong to you. I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm a child of the Most High God. And I will do my best to live for you with all I have. And I will do my best to live for you with all I have. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. From the fire that is to come. From the fire that is to come. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I am just so glad for you. You are now saved. You will go to heaven. You're on your way to heaven. You may not do it perfectly. You might not live right exactly. It takes a long time to grow and to learn, to become a Christian, to learn how to operate, to learn how to live the life. And you're going to mess up a lot. But this is your beginning. I'd say it this way. This is the beginning of for you. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.